This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hello, it's Scott Penyard, head coach for this Naked Mind, and I'm back for another edition of Coaching Questions. So here we are. We're through the holidays. This is the time of year where it's nose to the grindstone on those resolutions, on those things you want to change. And so we thought we would answer some questions about sustaining change, uh, particularly when it comes to alcohol. Um, So the questions I'm going to read here today are from people who are at various stages of the process, but just asking questions about uh, that have to do with keeping that change alive, with actually sustaining this change that we're all working for. So I'm going to dive right in. Question number one. So here I am at day 47. That's awesome, by the way. Day 47. Congratulations. Uh, And I'm feeling good. One thing I keep thinking, though, is was that it? It seemed like I went through a long process to actually quit, but now that I'm feeling stable on the other side, I'm wondering if this is all there is. So first of all, congratulations on 47 days. That's really, that's really cool. Um, I want to give you a little bit of perspective, right? So think about the entire process of going alcohol-free, not just uh, the last 47 days, right? Chances are before that last 47 days, there was a long time. As a matter of fact, the average amount of time from when someone says, I need to change my drinking habits to I'm actually alcohol free. That's sometimes the average is about five to six years. So this has absolutely been a long process. And what you are experiencing right now, the fact that you feel stable, alcohol free are the fruits of your labors. Um, So first and foremost, pat yourself on the back for what you've done. This is a change um, that's massive. Um, and it's taken a lot of effort. And one of the things that you might be experiencing right now is that for the last few years, this has been in the forefront of your mind, right? It's been a problem to be solved. How am I gonna deal with this? What am I actually gonna do? How am I gonna go alcohol-free or change my drinking patterns? Um, And so like any other challenge, you work toward it and you work toward it and one day you achieve it. And that's fantastic, right? That's exciting and it feels really good. But then as time goes on, you think, it's almost like this other thing became another job, right? This was a this was a thing that occupied a lot of your time. This idea, and we're going to talk about time later in this episode, but this idea of I really need to quit drinking and I'm going to try this thing and I'm going to try that thing and I'm working on it. And when you're not working as hard anymore, it can feel like, huh, here we are. Um, so like I said, the first thing is to pat yourself on the back. The second thing is to recognize how far you've come, right? What this journey's been like for you. It makes it's so incredible when you spend the time to kind of think back through the ups and downs and what you've gone through to get here, um, that through recognizing that you can say, all right, I've earned this, right? I am where I am now. That's about looking backward. And I want you to do that for a little bit and then stop doing it and turn around and look forward. Right, so what another really cool thing that happens when people decide to go alcohol free and they start to feel really comfortable in being alcohol free is they start to look around and they start to wonder, what else can I do? Right, so it normally sounds something like this it's like, man, I've been working on this for years, it's been three or four years, five years maybe of trying to quit drinking. It took me five years, Um, and now that's behind me, and I start thinking to myself, what else can I do? 
right? What else is out there? What are some other things that I want to achieve? And maybe, just given the way you're feeling, maybe that's what the right next step is. You know, I made this change with alcohol. I'm feeling good. Now I'm going to start looking around. I'm going to start looking at other things that I might want to change in my life. You know, maybe you want to lose weight. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, maybe what you want to do is change some relationships or level up at work or change your financial life or start a new business or start a new hobby. All of those things are out there and they're able or and they're waiting for you to, to come to them. Um, so two-part answer, right? Look back, recognize what this journey has been for you and just understand the magnitude of that change. Uh, when you ask yourself, is this all there is? I mean, there was a lot that went into where you are. And once you look backward, then turn around and look forward and look to those other things that you might want to change, whatever that might be in your life. And maybe now's a good time to start working on those things from a completely new perspective, right? From an alcohol-free perspective. So I hope that's, uh, I hope that's a helpful answer. Question number two. Hi, I'm in early days here, less than a week in. One thing that I'm struggling with is all the extra time. It seems like I don't know what to do with myself. And I feel the pressure like, you should be doing something more productive with your time. Is this normal? Uh, oh, yes, so normal. So let me talk about a couple of things. Um, so first, think about if you spent, well, think about the amount of time that you spent on drinking. Right, And it isn't just the drinking time. It's not just that time from your first drink to when you go to bed at the end of the day. Right, um, That's the time that you're actively drinking, the time you're under the influence of alcohol. Um, but also think about the time that you spent thinking about drinking. Right, That time that you spend thinking, man, do I have beer at home? Do I need to stop to get scotch on the way home? I wonder if they're going to have wine at that party. Right, All of the time that we tend to spend just occupied with thoughts of alcohol. And then think of the next step, which is, of course, the hangover, right? That's the day after. That's the time that you don't feel like yourself because of alcohol. So let's say you drank for three hours a night. You probably thought about alcohol for at least an hour, you know, throughout the day, trying to figure out when and how you're going to get your next drink. And you probably didn't feel that great in the morning. So just to keep the math really simple, um, you can easily call that about five hours a day right? Uh, five hours a day that you are somehow occupied with alcohol. Well, over a given week, that's 35 hours. That's insane, right? That's almost an entire work, 40-hour work week that you're gaining back like that once you stop drinking. Um, so, of course, it's going to feel like, whoa, what happened, right? Of course, it's going to feel like, I don't know what to do with myself because of all of this extra time. Um, the good news is that it's completely up to you, right? There are things that you likely wanted to do while you were drinking that you didn't get to do because of that huge amount of time that alcohol took up in your life. Now is a great time to think about doing those things. Um, and it can be anything, by the way. Like some people, I'll, I went through this, right? I recognized when I quit drinking um, that I had watched a lot of TV and a lot of movies that I just didn't, you know, I missed, like completely missed some subtle things, um, some subtext, some pieces of the plot. And um, I didn't enjoy it as much as everyone else. So one thing that I found that I really enjoyed doing was actually going back and watching, re-watching some of that stuff um, to get the full experience. Same thing was true with reading for me. You know, I um, didn't do so well reading after two or three scotches. I'd get like a couple paragraphs in and then it was time for bed. 
but now uh, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. At any given time, I have like three or four books going, um, and I just love to, to devour that information, whether it be nonfiction or, or even fiction books, right? Um, so there are going to be things like that, things that you wanted to do um, and just weren't able to do while you were drinking, but that's a great idea to fill that time. It's also an awesome time, especially because you're in early days, to try something new, right? Pick up a new craft. Pick up a new hobby, you know, learn how to play the guitar, uh, whatever that might be, right? Spending that time doing something creative, doing something, especially doing something with your hands, um, can be so helpful um, because that's going to keep you occupied. And that will be something that you can look to over those 35 hours to say, wow, I'm going to get better at it. Think of it this way, right? Say, let's say you even took half of that time. Let's say you just took 15 hours out of that 35 and focused it on one of these activities. How quickly would you become awesome at doing that thing if you put that time into it? Um, the last thing I want to mention is this idea of having to do something more productive. Um, I wanted to suggest to you that what you do with your time is completely up to you. And so what other people might think about it or what you think they might think about it um, is irrelevant. Reward yourself with this time. This is literally what you've gotten back. This is literally yours that you lost for a long time and now you have it again. So if you, if you feel like watching Netflix, watch Netflix. And if you feel like getting up and doing something else, then get up and do something else. And like I told the the first the person with the first question, um, it might be time to think about what you want to tackle next. I understand in early days, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you're still getting used to. And so maybe it's not the time for action, but dreaming about and thinking about what this new alcohol-free life can be for you, the other changes you want to make, not only is a great way to spend that time, but it's an awesome way to keep you motivated and on track. Um, if alcohol-free long-term is your goal, Obviously, this first little while is where is kind of the proving grounds until you get to the place where you feel solid on your feet. But if you can dream about what it's going to feel to be like that, if you can think about, man, it's going to be so awesome when I'm able to get up on a Sunday morning and do this, um, then that can make you that much stronger in the now. Um, so yes, it's entirely common to find a bunch of time um, and filling it is something that you will do over time, but fill it with fun stuff. Fill it with stuff that you want to do, things that you couldn't necessarily do while you were drinking. Okay, next question. Let's see. Last year, I went more than five months alcohol-free. Then I decided to moderate. It didn't work out so well. I'm back in the alcohol-free life now, but my question is, how do I keep this going? What do I do when I start thinking about moderating again? Um, man, you know, moderation is a really interesting topic, uh, and we talk about it in, uh, in all of our programs. Um, and just to be clear up front, we don't say that you cannot moderate. Um, there are a lot of people who decide to make a change in their drinking um, that can eventually moderate. Actually, research even backs this up. Um, and so it's not for everyone, but it isn't only just for a select few. There are people who are able to do it. Um, I think one thing that happens, um, and one of the reasons that people can fall into this trap, is we don't learn lessons from experiences like what you're talking about here. That you had five months and you decide to try it and you very quickly went back down the old road, that's probably a good in indicator um, that maybe that's not the right choice. Um, it could also be an indicator that the way you were trying to moderate um, isn't quite, you know, you didn't have the right plan in place. And again, those are things we talk about in our program. So 
to answer your question about how do I keep this going, right? How do you stop yourself when you think about moderating? There's a few things that I would highly recommend for this. Um, so the first is literally to write out your story. Sit down and write out your story from starting last year and working to go alcohol-free, and then when you were finally alcohol-free, what was it like? Maybe if you uh, wrote a journal um, or have any you know any sort of written memories of that time, ask people around you, you know, what was I like? Um, but really recreate that picture of those five months um, and look at what your life was like compared to when you started drinking again or when you were drinking before. The next thing I would look at is what was, to the extent you can remember, I don't know how long ago this was, um, but what was, to the extent you can remember, the trigger, right? What was the thing? What was the thought or the emotion or the location or the person or whatever that got you thinking, oh, maybe I can try just one? Um, go back to that and look and look at what it was you were actually after in that moment. Um, one way we like to put this is, um, you know, in that at that time, that time when you made that decision, what was it that you were running toward or away from? Because generally that ends up being the reason that we pick alcohol up again. Um, this idea that I'm running toward a feeling of maybe celebration, um, maybe relaxation, you know, getting rid of stress, or maybe you were running away from negativity or stress or um, grief, um, but try to put those pieces together and see what that reasoning was, what was going on internally that made that kind of pushed you forward into having a drink, and then look at what that situation tells you about beliefs that you might have about yourself or alcohol. Um, so we have, our, in our model, we have a technique where we take those beliefs and we run them through a process. And by going through this process, we're able to root out beliefs that are no longer serving us anymore um, and replace them with beliefs that do. Um, and a belief, just, I don't think I said this earlier, um, a belief is a subconscious thought. It's, it's a subconscious thought we have about ourselves or the way the world works. Um, that causes us to go in a certain direction, causes us to do a certain thing. Um, and a lot of times we're not aware of these beliefs, but if we look back at our behavior, we can start to reconstruct them. Um, so that's number one, right? Go back, look at your story, figure out what it is that you can learn from it, and then work through that. Going forward, right, from here on out, not only can you carry the lessons of what you learned back when you were alcohol-free for five months, but you can also uh, make a decision about your what you're going to do going forward. Now, of course, it's impossible to say, I am never going to drink again. I mean, I don't say that. Annie doesn't say that, right? What we say is we drink exactly as much as we want to, and right now that's zero. And I have my reasons for that. Right, and I know them off the top of my head, right? I can tell you about my family, I can tell you about my health, I can tell you about how I feel. Um, it's very clear to me why I don't drink. Um, and the reason and that it's so clear to me is that I drilled it into myself when I first quit alcohol. So that might be another thing for you to do to help, which is really to put together a very strong list of whys, right? Why is it that you're doing this? Right? Why is it that you're going alcohol-free? And why did you write in and want to know how to stay alcohol-free? Um, what are those motivators? Make that a very clear and compelling case, both about the things that are in your life now and where you want to take your life alcohol-free. Write it down and keep it. Right, And if, as this happens again, if you get five months in or six months in or 25 months in, it doesn't matter. Uh, when you get to that point and you start thinking, ah, maybe just one, it's not going to hurt me, you can think of 
these two things we just talked about, right? You can think of your why. You can go look at that document and see it in your own handwriting that this is why you're doing what you're doing. And you can look at what you learned from this last time around and those beliefs that you uncovered and how you feel about those things now. Those two things together can be extremely effective in keeping you going in the direction you want to go. So think about why it is that this experience of moderating didn't work out so well uh, before and un uncover the beliefs there and have a really strong, clear, and compelling why you're doing what you're doing. Those two things together can really help you get through any thoughts of moderation down the road. So I hope that's, I hope that's helpful. All right, I have one more, and it goes like this. Hello, I feel like there's been a real shift in my thinking around alcohol, and it made me curious. Can I do the same with other things? Weight loss has been high on my priority list for a while now, and I'm wondering if some of the tools I've learned will help me with that as well. Um, fantastic question. Uh, and the answer is yes, actually. Um, so the methodology that we work with people on is very simple concept, not so simple to implement, right? It takes some, some work to get it right. But the concept is this. You know, for a long time, we were all trying to quit drinking by just quitting the drinking side of it. Um, but instead, and what the This Naked Mind methodology says, is quit trying to quit and start trying to learn. So if you've been in like our three-month program, the intensive, we have another one starting in just a few days. Um, when, if you've been in that program before, you'll know that one of the first things we do, right, is we are very upfront with you and we say, hey, don't try to quit right now. Instead, try to learn. And you can take this application into whatever you're trying to do. We'll use weight loss as an example, right? Maybe what you, the things that you can learn are about different ways to actually achieve this, right? Um, diets, exercise plans, what are the health implications of staying at the weight you're there, you're at now? But really spending the time building the case for yourself and changing your thoughts around it, right? If you hear, which we all know that exercise, uh, it makes us feel better, it makes us healthier, maybe you don't necessarily fully get on board with that idea. That's a silly one. I mean, most people think this, but um, but if you don't, right, start looking up the research. Let me see the numbers. Does it actually make people healthy? Does blood pressure come down? Do people report feeling better, right? Spend the time making the case. Um, and that's a big part of the methodology. So that's one part that you can use. Another part you can use is looking at your thoughts around eating and weight loss in general. Right. Um, and if you are in any of our programs, you have some tools there um, that you can use to challenge the thoughts that you're having so that you can get beyond them. Uh, so I'll just make one up. Uh, let's say uh, let's say you have this belief like I just don't enjoy exercise. It's going to be very difficult to build, to lose weight and build a healthy lifestyle without some form of exercise. Um, so if you have this belief that I don't enjoy exercise, that is going to stand directly in your way of actually exercising. So work on that belief, right? Run it through the ACT technique. Figure out where that belief came from, what it actually means. Is it holding you back? Do you want to hold on to it? All of the stuff we walk you through. Um, so you can challenge your beliefs. That's another another way, uh, another piece of the This Naked Mind methodology that you can use. There are definitely certain tactics that are just as applicable to other things as they are to alcohol. Um, sticking with the losing weight example, um, you know, one of the tactics that I talk a lot about for people who are, especially in early days, is this idea of when you feel a craving, asking yourself, what do I really need right now? 
Take out alcohol, put food right in that situation, right? What do I really need right now? I have absolutely been an emotional eater uh, for um, all of my life. Uh, and it's just something that I've recently learned how to deal with, right? And so you can ask yourself that question when you are sitting down and you've got Domino's pulled up on your cell phone and you're about to order um, because you want some pizza because it's been a rough day. Ask yourself that question. What do I really need? What is it that I'm after? Right? Maybe what you're after is stress relief. In which case, maybe going for a walk instead of having a pizza would be a good idea. Maybe you're tired. You know, maybe it's been a long day. Maybe then, you know, going to bed makes sense. Um, so there's a lot of different things that you can take out of the methodology and the things that we teach you and apply to other things. But the main part of this is really being, um, being very, very clear to yourself about this one thing, right? Um, it is about thoughts influencing emotions influencing action. So if action, if what you're doing is changing your eating habits, then maybe working on your thinking about eating. You're thinking about where you currently, uh, the weight you're currently at, um, and how you, what it's going to feel like when you get there, and what are you going to do in between now and then. Um, working on that thinking and working on the beliefs that are holding you back can give you a better emotional outcome, which will give you better longer-term behavioral change. Um, so. That was a very long way to say, yes, you can use the tools uh, that you've learned in this naked mind. Um, well, that's it for me this month, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I will be back next month with another edition of Coaching Questions. We'll talk to you then. Take care. Hey, guess what time it is? This only happens a few times a year, and right now is open enrollment for this Naked Mind intensive coaching program, and there's nothing like it. Over 12 weeks, you look inward and truly transform your relationship with alcohol with live coaching and a phenomenal tribe. If you are looking to break through and make alcohol small and irrelevant in your life, the live coaching intensive is exactly what you need. Learn more and consider joining me here at thisnakedmind.com forward slash coach. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.